You're tuned in to True School Hip Hop Radio. It can't stop and it won't stop. I'm your host, Jonathan Constantine, Hip Hop Exorcist. Today we have San Diego MC Epic on the show. What's up, Epic? Hey, what's up, John? How you doing, man? Oh, man, well, I grew up, I was born in 1980, so it makes me 37 yesterday. Uh, San Diego, California raised me. And, you know, I, I got into hip-hop at a young age. I was uh, at two years old. I won this breakdance contest, you know, to go breakdance, a little bit of b-boying, and, and, and a, lot of, a lot of microphone work. So I started doing that early, like around, like, eight. I was on the mic and playing sports and doing what I was doing. It was a good look. So, uh, you know, I was listening to Tupac, and I was listening to Biggie Smalls, and I was listening to the old-school KRS-1s and stuff like that. And... It was good. It's just something that something that influenced me at an early age. Just you know, having a couple of uncles that did some music, and and, and my father was was a uh, not a musician, but you know he listened to a lot of musicians. So I just picked up the bug and, and ran with it. At a young age. Uh well. Hey Jonathan. Can you hear me? You know, I was thinking, I don't know if we got lost connection, but I'm going to keep on going for you. Man, uh, Ludacris. Ludacris is one of my artists that, you know, he, whew, man, he had me going for a long time. Like I said, Tupac and, and Biggie. Uh, I like I like some, some Ron DMC. I like some LL Cool J. You know, I got some ladies in there, like some Madonna, a little bit of that. And, you know, uh, I love Aaliyah. Aaliyah is nice and there's a couple more, couple more artists that I I, I think about TLC, seven oh two. You know, just some 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 artists, just just songs, certain songs that I just like, and I and I pick up on the artists, you know, stuff like that. But myself, you know, also, you know, just being epic manifest and, and doing what I'm doing, I like all that type of stuff. All right, where where I be? How I started out? Where I'm going? Let's see. Okay, how I started out. Uh, it was uh, say 2001. I was in junior college right here in San Diego. I was at San Diego City, and I was playing basketball. And I was I was looking forward to a, a Division One scholarship, and uh, I actually got that, and it was it was good. But in 2001, I, I was started writing. I got the writing bug, so I started writing a lot. I started uh, listening to a lot more music during the day. I was listening to a lot of Eminem. And, and, and he had influenced me that year because I was actually going through some things in basketball and I wanted to concentrate. So I concentrated a lot on, on Eminem, that, that song, I Am Who They Say I Am. That was on the um, Marshall Mathers uh, EP. That was the uh, the white the white CD. I did that and I listened to the same song for like a year straight and just wrote. I just wrote. So uh, my boy, my boy Marcus King, uh, he uh, he actually told me his name is uh, his name is uh, King. King James, that's his artist name. He actually uh, showed me how to write 16. So when he showed me, I, I caught the buzz again, and 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 that was it right there. Like once I start writing, I start writing. That's how I started off. Where I've been. So it took me about what, say about four years. I was at I was at college. I graduated psychology degree from UC Riverside, and I was writing though. So I went overseas, played a little basketball, like Australia. I went to Germany. I went to Sweden, Switzerland. And, I was just doing my thing, you know, and then all of a sudden, 
I got into the studio when I got back to Riverside one day, and um, I was playing ball, and you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't too much all the way basketball no more. The music had started taking over my world. Uh, you know, you got to lose yourself in it. So I lost myself in the music, like Eminem said in the Eight Mile, and boom, I recorded my first song. My first song that I recorded, it was called Why Would I? And I had a performance at Universal Studios for, it was, this was in 2004. It was a 2004 tour for unsigned artists. And that right there got me a, a deal. It got me a deal off that show. It was a, it was hosted by, um, who's that? Uh, that's a, what's some call it? Uh, ex-wife, Chris Weber's ex-wife. That's the model. Um, can't even think of her name. Tyra Banks. There she goes. But she was doing all of the emceeing, and, and she introduced me, and I got on stage. I even remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a gray, uh, uh, all gold uh, San Francisco Warriors jersey with a blue hat. And it, I ha- actually, uh, the Y video was coming out, and they were shooting uh, scenes for it. And I was at Rough Riders, and, and uh, so Ice Cube introduced me to him. When he introduced me, I, I, I whoa, I was, I was shocked. I was surprised. And I was a little nervous because it was my first song, so I didn't know it was it was that good. I thought it was just something I was doing, and uh, and I got a, a artist development deal with them. You know, they signed me. Um, they had me up in L.A. for a little bit. I graduated, so when I graduated, this is 2005 now. Just fast forward, I graduated, and when I signed the deal, I moved to L.A. for about like five months, and I was just recording, recording, recording. I was doing what I was doing, and uh, and I actually started getting on TV. When I got on TV, that was uh. That was with the Rough Riders uh, Y video. That was Jada Kids. He actually almost won a Grammy for it. So my face got out to the industry. So that started getting me like everywhere I wanted to be and in the faces of the people that I wanted to see what I was doing. So with that, I, I just ran with it and made some more songs. I got some more stuff done, got on some radio stations. Uh, got a, I got a uh, a little buzz I'm in San Diego, but I was in Riverside. And the buzz started going through L.A. The buzz started going all the way down south, up north, uh, to like Oregon and the Bay. You know, you can't skip Frisco. You know, big ups to the Bay, too. But, you know, so then after that, I, I pretty much just stayed stayed right there where I was. Started servicing a little bit, and, and, I, and I knew what my purpose was, and it was music. So after that, I signed this fat deal. I signed a fat, fat deal. This deal was uh, it was with uh, Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters is the, is the rap group, the the kickoff for Muddy Water, the blues singer from back in the day, Mississippi area. I got a deal with them, and uh, that was a uh, Ron G out of New York. He was a uh, he was our our producer, and he was the head of the label. He would take us into all the doors and take us to our radio interviews. He would take us to like you know New York, or he'd take us overseas to Germany, or he'd take us like all over Santa Cruz, San Diego. And I was working with Exhibit at the time, so we 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 jumped on a tour with him and. I made a song called The Ugly Face, and I made a song. I made another song called uh, No Doubt, and those songs pretty much got got big. Got a lot of radio play, BDS fans and stuff like that, and put me on the map. So then after that, my name was Luciano. Then this is when I first entered into the industry. So everybody was talking to me, telling me what I was doing, and it was good. And then after that, you know, I had some incidents. I got off that label. You know, I had a baby, got married, and I moved back to the Bay Area, and uh, I took a little break. Um, I had gotten into an incident, and and some guys got at me, just just mad. I dropped my video. I'm fast forwarding now. You know, December second, 2010, I dropped a video. That that video is called um, the Get Money Handshake. 
It's all on the Internet. You can go to it anytime you want to. Uh, just speaking to the people out in the world. Um, so after I dropped that video, I, I pretty much just uh, just surfaced. And the next day I got stabbed, nine-inch blade, and it killed me. It hit me right in my lung and the back. So my, I went on a hiatus and got a little nervous and, and stayed out. Uh, you know, that story right there is a big old story. You can hear about it whenever you want to. But I got stabbed, nine-inch blade. It killed me. I died in Vegas right where Tupac was. It was a weird situation. It happened, got over it, and now I'm here. Uh, you know, after that, I, I did some things in my life where I, I closed the door in the world and I opened up my my universe to drugs. And I opened up my universe to uh, doing things that, that wasn't, uh, what you say, community-worthy. Uh, and, you know, I got into some things and I went to jail for a couple years. So I, I just took a break. I just wrote a lot in jail and did what I did and, and just relaxed a little bit, got my mind right, you know. I was doing I was doing a lot in life and I needed to slow down my, my world. It was it was it was crazy. So where I'm at where I'm at now in the industry. I'm going back to the beginning, I'm still the same artist that I was when I started. Um just a lot more knowledge, not a lot more wisdom and I'm becoming wiser today. Now where I'm at now in my game in the industry and in my musician musician uh magical universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm just writing. I'm, I'm recording right now. Again, I got an album coming out. It's called Pandemic Redemption. You know, Pandemic Redemption is it's redemption for everyone across the globe. So Pandemic is globally spreading and redemption is uh, getting redeemed, you know, getting back to where you were, you know, the prominence of, of your life. And, and everybody in the world deserves that. So I got a lot of songs that's uplifting, a lot of songs that's talking about my struggle, uh, you know, and just going through it, this wonderfully wicked world makes you go through things, and, and when you get out of it, you come out of it opposite, on top. So I did 180 degree, and now I'm I'm right here. I'm a, I'm sober living and taking care of my business, you know, staying away from the from the disease of, of addiction, and actually just you know taking care of my 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 thing, my 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 music, my that's my that's my muse. So that's what I'm doing right now. And, and and I'm just waiting. I mean, I got a, I got a record label now. The record labels uh, it's called it's a it's an enterprise. So that's a expensive enterprise. It's triple X expensive enterprise. And the record label is Exclusive Records. So you know, I'm just pushing that. Got a couple artists. You know, just making it happen. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm just I'm working on it right now. So I'm just working on myself so I can be good for everybody else, and then my music can be where it's supposed to be and, and actually heal the world and not kill the world. That's all. I'm, I mean, as far as hip hop, like going across the world and doing it, like, man, it's it's crazy because you can go overseas and and you can be a king already. And, you, people don't know you. Nobody's never really seen you. You know they probably heard some music and didn't know it was you. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like it's, it's amazing because the the draw that you get, you know, the power that you feel when you're on stage. And it's not talking about my power. Talking about just the whole ambiance of everybody. Um, they're so so um into it and they're in, in, inclined to see what you do. And it's crazy because they just give you that motivation to just go harder. And that is it, it is a light at the end of the tunnel. So being overseas and going over there, that's that was crazy. Actually, best place I ever liked was Melbourne, Australia. 
that place was amazing. It was the ladies there. Oh, they're crazy. They're good. Not crazy in a bad way, meaning that they're, they're beautiful women. And the guys there, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a couple friends that I still talk to every now and then, you know, and a couple artists that I met, and that was good. Um, but it's nothing like just being home. So San Diego is is home, and you know I I can't I can't say nothing bad about that. You know, it's sunny all the time, even when it rains, it's still warm. Uh, we got the beach, and you got a lot of places that you can be in San Diego and write and and get that that uh that that, that sense of a comfort zone and get all your thoughts out on paper and, and get to the microphone and, and really really do your thing. You know, because you know that mic, that MIC, that's music is a cure, so it cures me. So. I'll be liking that, you know. But it ain't nothing like San Diego. I can't say that any place in the world makes me want to feel like I want to live there for or retire there, but San Diego. San Diego is where it's at. I just love it. I mean, I feel that it, the, it hasn't been tampered, like, say, with an artist that's actually broke out all the way across the whole world and and really got real big in, in my line of, of, of artistry. So, you know, I, I like how it is, and I like where it's at, and I want to take us to the next level. All right, all right. So let me see, let me see. Uh, how do I play a role? Um, I'm going to get at that first. Uh, you know, me just being the, the age I am and, and with, with the knowledge that I have, um, doing music, making music, and, and knowing what people like and love, cause you never know what they're going to like and love. But the one thing I do know, if you love it and you like it, they go appreciate it. So I do the music. Um, I think right now, right now, my role in hip-hop is to be, you know, a motivator. I think it's to be like someone who can bring some youngsters in and, and teach them the ropes, show them how to go, and, and let them, um, you know, fly like eagles, you know. And and that's what I'm doing, flying like an eagle. And I'm learning the ropes, and I'm actually getting taught still. So that's a good thing. And, you know, where I think hip-hop is right now, hip-hop is where it's supposed to be. You know, it, it goes, the world whole life goes in a figure eight. So saying that to say this, like hip-hop started off gangster. You know, a lot of people was doing that, and it got freestyle, and, and you know, it got um, more storytelling, and then the ladies came in, and, and, you know, just all of that. So now you can see all of that coming back, and you can you can hear the trap music. It's kind of like the old school gangster music, and you see you see the ladies coming back into the trap music, and, and, and you, then you see the, the hip-hop mixing in with the pop, and, and mixing in with the R&B, and mixing in with the country, and mixing in with even... Indian music and, and and you see the Mexican artists coming, and that kind of stuff is amazing. So just saying that, say this again, it, it's coming in a figure eight, and I think what's coming back is a lot of the storytelling. Um, cause you know the trap music is is on hit right now. I don't mind listening to some Kodak Black, you know. I don't mind listening to some Twenty One Savage or the Migos. You know, I can listen to them young guys because you know they're talking about what's going on in their world right now. Like that's what they're living. You know, back in the day, we were talking about Brenda's got a baby, and we're talking about all I have, and Mama said knock you out, and and stuff like that. You know, the Beastie Boys was in the mix, and you know, we're we're talking about things that was going on at our time. You know, so I think that what's coming up in hip hop right now is a mixture of from the '80s all the way to the 2017 and beyond. 
I think it's all coming together, and it's going to be like the artists are going to have to have all of that in their repertoire for them to actually be, you know, on top dog status, top notch in the world, in, in the hip hop and in the R&B scene um, in the industry, you know. And that's how I feel about it. I just feel that it's all going to combine pretty soon, and that's how my artistry comes out. Like you can hear it in my in my music. And, and when you listen to the song, you can hear a little bit of all of that, you know, from the 80s all the way till right now, present day. So I think that's what's going on. I think it's going to be a, a mixture of, of everything inside of an artist that's going to make um, something um, happen in, uh, in the world, you know, just some boys making noise. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what um what uh uh his name is Cookie. He's from he's from the um, Rough Riders West Coast chapter. This is the guy that gave me my first deal. You know, he told me he said, you know, Luciano. This was back when I was Luciano. He said, uh, you know, you're you're gonna go through a lot in this industry now. Did you ever give up on life? I said, no, I'm still breathing. He said, so why would you give up on something that God blessed you with? So when God blesses you with the ability and the gift that you have to do music, you should never give it up because that music, no matter how people take it or how they hear it or what they see from it or the visual that you give off, you know, it's going to help someone out. You know, somebody's going to get some kind of influence in a good way or bad way. You know, every the good, good and evil on the earth. So, you got to take it for for what it is. And I think that to, to a young artist, you got to listen to Mozzie. It's a beautiful struggle. It's a beautiful struggle. And you're going to go through some things, and you're going to get knocked down. But, you know, what is what does the song say with Kanye West? When love knocks you down, you got to get back up. You know, you throw your right and your left. And if you can't do that no more, you got kicks. you got two legs. You know, use your fingers and your toes. Don't never give up, though. That's that's the one thing I can tell an artist. Don't never give up because once you quit, you usually quit right before the miracle hits. And then what happens? You see someone else with what you were working for for so long. That's why I never gave up, you know. I'm never going to give up. I'm going to continue making my music forever. And that's the reason why, because I know one day, one day in this life, you know, people do die, but music lives on forever. So leave your mark, and, and that's the start right there. Just keep leaving it. Yeah, so if you go to, uh, let me see, let me make sure I say it right. If you go to soundcloud.com and you backslash and you go type in Zach Jones Jr., that's Z-A-C-K-J-O-N-E-S-J-R, you'll find about like maybe 30 or 20 songs on there that I got. And if you go to uh, Famous Jones Jr., F-A-M-O-U-S-J-O-N-E-S-J-R, then you'll find some more songs on there that I got. There's some songs that's coming up on the mixtape I got coming out. That's the Pandemic um, Redemption, like pre-tape, some mixtape. Um, it's, it's just called the PR. And uh, and uh, and on the album, you'll see a lot of songs on Reverb Nation. You type in Zach Jones Jr. also, and that'll work out for you too. Uh, you can actually go to YouTube, and you can type in Zach Jones Jr., or you can type in L Ziggy. That's L and then space Z-I-G-G-Y. And I got about five videos on there. You can check them out and 
and it's all nice stuff. It's good. You know, you'll see the video that I did in December 2nd, 2010, and then you'll see the movement of it, and you can actually see the, the down the downplay, and you can see the upper, or you can tell where I was in and where I was out when I was on my hiatus and all of that because it all shows you the dates and everything on there. And, uh, you know, you can also you can also just pretty much go to uh, type in Google. Go to Google and type in Zach Jones Jr., and a lot of stuff will pop up for you. You can see everything that's going on. Yeah, so so like when I was young, you know, I was in a I was in a choir, so you know, um, church music, and I was in the church a lot. So you know, kind of like a Ray Charles influence and and stuff like that. Like Madonna, like I just love how her stage presence and just how she carried herself. You know, she's the top dog in the industry. It's for women, and just for her, like like holding that down for so long and just doing what she was doing. You know, it it, it impresses me and it influences me because I really, really, really like that in, in a person. Like to be able to to stay on top, and even though you're getting tore down, and people are shooting shots at you, you know, taking them and and walking still with no vest on, it's kind of like that's that's why I was so impressed with her, and and just like uh, you know, like like rock, a little bit of rock, just the the heartbeat that they give in their music, and kind of how hard it is, and you know, the country, just the smoothness of it, and and the storytelling with the ladies, and and about your family, and, and about the things you're going through. You know, that influences me. You know, a little bit of Britney Spears with the pop and, and just, like, the changing of the voice and, and, and like, a, a ludicrous, too. Now, he, he doesn't really sound the same on every track, but you know it's him because he has the same tone. You know, those kind of things is what influences me. So it gets my music and, and my artistry even on, on, a, on a higher level because now I'm not trying to compare myself or compete with these artists. I'm actually just actually learning from them. Like I was saying, I'm still learning it. And just learning it, and, and I hear it, and it sounds it sounds like it's supposed to sound when it comes out, and I like that. So, you know, those are the kind of things that gets me to doing what I'm doing. So I listen to all genres, genres of music. You know, I, I call my genre of music good music. You know? So a little different, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like that. Yeah. I remember the shake your laugh is happy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Right. Yeah, you you don't. And who is that? Was that like DSL or something? I can't remember. I think that's who it was, right? Yeah, that song was funny. It was funny that you said that too. It made me laugh because I used to shake my laughy taffy with that. But my candy though, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whenever I went to the club and they played the song, I used to have a laughy taffy like a candy bar and shake it in the club. That's funny though. But yeah, that song, that song. Um, I mean, it'll be here forever. People probably still hear it sometimes. But you're right. Like they they fell off because they didn't they didn't put the uh, you know, you got you to gotta put some, I don't know what it is. 
It's like you listen to, to Tupac, you listen to Jay Z. They're they're doing something. You listen to Fifty Cent. They're they're doing something like Ice Cube too. They're they're putting uh, some soul into it. It's not just for that dance moment, or it's not just for that that party. It's, they're putting something in there that's wholehearted and, and it's and it's hitting, touching your soul. Something that everybody in the world, universal music. That's what you call it. You real universal music. Some people, it's hard work. Some people, there might be a little bit of extra help. You never really know. I just look at it like this. You know, I'm a God-fearing man. I love God, and I'm going to keep facing him for my whole life. And, you know, I can't really speak on that. So I, I don't, because I'm not, I don't know. You know, I know, I know, I know I love God, and and, and I know God God is a, is, a, is a great God, and I, I really don't know. But some people just work hard, and that's what happens when you when you work hard. Like, like we were just now talking about to the struggling young artist who's, who's thinking that, about quitting or that they're never going to get there. You just got to work hard because hard work pays off, and it really does. So I don't really feel that, you know, some people might have extra help, but more power to them. That's what they chose to do. They sold, they sold, and, hey, that's what they have to live with, and that's what they got to die for. So, you know, other than that, man, keep your soul and, and keep your goals. <laughs> well, uh, how about your name? Okay, yeah, so so how I came up with Epic, I was um I played a guitar also, you know. A Lenny Kravitz type like, you know, I play it the way I play it. I only play three strings and I play right handed and you know, I make my own my own riffs and all of that. So 
I was playing the guitar one day. I was in San Diego. I was on Euclid Federal, you know, uh, Southeast San Diego. And um, I was actually at E's Tavern before it became um, another bar. And then actually, um, at the end of it all, it became Planet Fitness, a workout place. So I was uh, I was playing the guitar. I was singing a song, and I was on stage. And my boy came in, and he said, man, hey, hey bro, my, 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 my name is Zach Jones, Jr., you know. He was like, hey, bro, Zach, bro, you man, that's epic, man. How are you doing that? That's epic. And I was like, for real? And then he was like, uh, he was like, man, whatever you're doing, I'm calling you epic for the rest of your life. And I was like, so I'm epic, huh? And then so I went to go look it up because, you know, I never really paid attention to the word. And uh, and all my folks started calling me epic, epic, epic. Even one day my mom came and it was two weeks later on it. And, uh, and my mom came to me and she was like, son, Somebody told me that they've been calling you epic. And I've been like, Mom, they are. And she was like, do you know what epic means? I said, I heard it's a big word. And uh, she was like, well, it means to me what well, my mom told me. My mom was like, well, what it means to me is that somebody is is real, real, real person, a real entity, but somebody's never heard of them before. And once they do, they'll never forget them. And it's something that people are always love to do. So that was my definition, even though I was looking it up and I had my own, own thoughts about it. Uh, my definition of being epic is doing something that nobody's ever going to forget and, and making sure that whenever they remember it, they remember of the epicism of it all, the bigness of it all. Um, and, and it's some, something that's a motivator because people can see that it can happen. It's an epic situation everywhere I go. Yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. So um, I just want you to bust a little freestyle or maybe something you got written. Yeah. Acapella. I got you right now. Let me see. Uh, this song that I got, I got a song on my on my album. It's coming out. It's, it's called My Last Hope. So My Last Hope. And, and I'll give you a little bit of why I got the song. I was in jail, and um, I was around a lot of people that was like me, crying me, people that got in trouble, people that had to pay their time for doing the crime. And we was um, we was locked up. Uh, I was in uh, Bailey, um, George Bailey Jail down here in San Diego. And uh, um, big up, big up to everybody in jail right now. You know what I'm saying? And you go get out. If you got a date, you coming home. If you got life, don't worry about it. We right here for you. You know what I'm saying? I know how it is. I know how it was, and I know how it's gonna be if I go back. So big up to everybody doing time. You know what I mean? But this song is called My Last Hope. So I was writing, and, and I figured out God was my last hope. So it goes kind of something like this. Uh, it go. <clears throat> Gotta make it out and move quickly. My enemies is out to get me. Situation getting too sticky. Can't make it on my own. So official don't need no referee. Streets trying to take my last breath from me. Don't want to see the penitentiary. God is my last hope. To my enemies, die slowly. Don't act like you do when you don't know me. I listen to what my G-ma told me. Haters go hating, women go stay money hungry. Grind all day just to eat the whole week. Before you floor me, put a hole in your cause a slowly. Shooting at my enemies with my left like I'm Ginobili. Still the same me, new me or the old me. Can't make it on my own. I woke up like this, this a.m., didn't ask to be here. I was born in this man growing up because I'm staying down, praying for my enemies and my mama that's sending me. God bless them right now. Amen. Got to make it out and move quickly. My enemies is out to get me. Situation getting too sticky. Can't make it on my own. 
So official don't need no referee. Streets trying to take my last breath for me. Don't want to see the penitentiary. God is my last hope. And that's it right there. That's just a verse and a hook to it. You know? Um, no, that's that's still in the studio. It's going to be on the album. I'm going to drop that um, probably first first um, single. So uh, it'll be out in maybe like less than two months. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters. You know, Big Up Jones family, I love y'all. A uh, shout-out to all my bros, all my all my sisters all around the world. You know, big shout-out to Big John for the radio station. You know, don't keep doing what you're doing because that's right. You know what I'm saying? Helping everybody out. And I also want to give a big shout-out to all the struggling artists. Do what you do. Make sure you stay doing it. Stick to your artistry like glue. And one day it's going to be where you want it to be. Just everybody in the world. Big shout-out to God. Thank you for giving me what you're giving me. And that's it right there. God bless y'all. All right. All right. Well, that was epic on you welcome and, and the hip uh, the hip hop show that I'm on right now tune in every every day that you can hear it and make sure you listen somebody go say something good yeah 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 all right thank you we're out the hip hop exorcist